Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. All right, and welcome back to uh, Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Today is Thursday, February 7th, 2013. I'm Alan Smith along with Donna Smith, and we appreciate you tuning in this evening and sharing a little of your time with us. As we roll along here, if you would like to be a part of the program, our call-in number is 347-826-9170, and we will do our best to get you on just as soon as we can. And uh, Donna, I think we have a uh, very interesting show planned, somewhat controversial. You know drivers are not big on freight brokers, but I think there are some misconceptions out there in some part, and a lot of questions will hopefully be answered this evening. What do you think? Well, I know it is um, because uh, there's a a huge uh, controversy between the roles of the shipper, carrier, and freight broker. And I think it's all going to be explained uh, this evening. Alan, I just want to ask you a question. Is it my computer or is the chat room not up? Uh, No, the chat room's up. Okay, it's my computer then. Uh, Well, either that or, you know, maybe refresh Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, try refreshing, So, and that ought to do it. But, yeah, it's up, and, uh, oh, let's see, phone lines or listeners coming in. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, we're already up to about 11, 10 or 11 uh, guests in the chat room, so welcome to you in the chat. And, uh, um, well, either way, we're going to uh, work on giving you a great show this evening as we look at freight broker training and the possibilities of starting your own freight broker business or becoming a freight agent, a, a perhaps a good work-at-home venture for those who are willing to do the work. But, you know, we'll say right off the bat that for many it may not come easy. It takes a lot of work and commitment, but with the right training and education, um, you know, there are many people who are making a decent living with their own broker business. Uh, income potential is uh, really up to you as 50% of brokers work full-time, work part-time, but we'll get into some real numbers and facts as we move along this evening, and at the end, uh, it's something that you can decide that if it is something that you would like to pursue further. Uh, Now, for many drivers, just the term freight broker can conjure up a great deal of emotion, but how important really are brokers to the transportation industry? And, you know, America's claim to the most powerful country in the world is due to its speed and efficiency of its trucks and the movement of its logistics. So in in comparison, 
The Chinese spend $1 billion a day building roads and infrastructure to catch up to the to that speed and efficiency of America's system. So where we can deliver 45,000 pounds of freight 3,000 miles away in 70 hours, it currently takes the Chinese months to do the same. So how important are they to the industry? Freight brokers facilitate this speed and are 40% responsible for bringing this efficiency to American logistics. And without brokers, truckers may just be surprised at what would happen to the trucking industry if they were to disappear. We'll talk about it as we move along. Our special guests this evening are Jack Martin, uh, agent recruiter for GRD Freight Express and recognized as one of the leading logistics consultants in the industry. And also with us is Joel Glenny. Vice President and Agent Trainer and Coordinator for GRD Logistics Training based out of Baker, Florida, and they consist of a team of personnel who have a combined uh, trucking industry experience of over 60 years, and that is very important because many brokers who fail at the business is largely due to trying to go it alone without the proper education and backing from a team that is there for you to help you succeed. So we're going to talk about a lot of information for you this evening. Uh, we'll talk about the real facts of becoming your own freight broker or broker agent, what it takes to succeed, what are the reasons many brokers fail or never achieve their full income capacity, a, uh, a business where you can choose to hit it hard full-time or supplement your retirement by going part-time, how this business can help you as an owner-operator, independent contractor, or as a motor carrier, a uh, small fleet owner. Um, We'll try to blow the lid off of some of the misconceptions about freight brokers and the role they play within the U.S. transportation industry. So our guests, Joe Glenny and Jack Martin of GRD Logistics Training, this evening on our broadcast, Freight Broker Training. So grab a cup of coffee, sit with us for the next couple of hours or so. We're going to try to figure this all out together coming up this evening on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I hear from a lot of newcomers to the industry who still have that entrepreneur spirit that has made the United States of America the great country that she is. And many of them still have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. Truth About Trucking Live is all about providing honest, reliable information about the OTR trucking industry, especially for those just beginning their truck driving careers. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that has kept America moving since truck were first used by the military in World War One. If you're considering starting your own owner-off business, there's only one name that you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plans in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final monthly payment, they hand over the title, the truck is yours. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month, and sometimes even less. A great inventory to choose from, including Peterbilt's, Volvo's, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go to work. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to change motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free, 866 866- 
512-568-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys for the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. Man, it's crowded tonight. Care if I join you? Sure, have a seat. Sorry about the paperwork. <laughs> Name's Cole. Appreciate it. I'm Harlan, by the way. Here's a fill-up for you guys. Thanks, honey. Harlan, you look hungry. What can I get you? I'll have a Coke and whatever he's having. Back in a bit. What are you doing with all this paperwork, driver? Looks like you're tripping over your trip sheets. want to get a jump on these taxes before they jump me. There is a better way to manage your trucking paperwork. With TripSheetCentral.com, you're a login away from tracking every aspect of your business. TripSheetCentral.com organizes your information easily so you can see how your business is performing. That sounds easy. And it's fast. Time-consuming paperwork is eliminated with a low-cost monthly subscription. I no longer have to worry about invoices, settlement reports, or fuel tax returns. TripSheetCentral.com does that for me. Manage your business information securely with TripSheet Central. Visit TripSheetCentral.com at your next stop. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back. And uh, again, thanks. Uh, welcome to those in the chat room popping in there up to about a dozen or so. The listeners, uh, welcome to uh, the show. I see callers from, uh, uh, well, they're kind of all over the place, California to Florida. So, uh, welcome to the show. And we're going to uh, our guest, Jack Martin agent recruiter for GRD Freight Express. And, you know, Don, I had a different area code for Jack, and, um, boy, a lot of people have their hands up ready to talk. I'm just going to take a shot at it here because I've got – I know he's in North Carolina, and I've got a North Carolina here. Jack, is that you? Nope. Hello? Oh, okay. You're you're another one. All right. Well, where is Jack? Uh, you're let's see, area code three three six, North Carolina. I thought that might have been him. Uh, let me try. Uh, let me try. Well, I know he's in the Carolinas. How about area code eight hundred three, South Carolina? Hey, how you doing? Is this you? No, actually, this is uh, Chris Letzinger. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Okay, well, Donna, I don't know if he's on here or not. Uh, let's see. I've got a lot of times, um, well, he's in the same time uh, time zone. I was going to say, a lot of times I remember when um, Pam and her husband, you know, they were in a different time zone and they came in an hour late, but I think he's right with us if he's in uh, the Carolinas. Uh, well, I've got that, and um, that's not him. And then I have, uh, let's see. I've got too many up here. Let me see here. Okay, here, call him. Um, okay, I see. His, well, let's see. What's going on here? Hold on with us, everybody. I think this is him. To call the house number. Huh? He's trying to call the house. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, all right. Well, I tell you what. Hang on, everybody. Let me just call him. Uh, let's see. Uh Go 
ahead, Donna. Talk while I do this. <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to to bring up the fact there was a lot of uh, chat on Facebook, and the main uh, the main comment that so many people not me other input, but was that oh freight brokers they just want to steal the driver's money, and uh, a lot of negativity. Uh, in that, so uh, I mean, and and the truth is, there's bad apples in every bunch, and freight brokers play an important part in 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 moving the freight in in the whole entire scheme of logistics. Hello, you're back. Sorry, I'm unable to take your call at this time, but if you leave me a brief message followed by your phone number, I will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. God bless you, well, and have a wonderful <laughs> trip. Okay. Well, the just tone. leave the message. Please record I guess. your message. When you have finished we're, recording, we're you may hang up or here. press one for more options. Hey, Jack. This is Alan. Trying to get a hold of you for the show. You're calling the wrong number. Why don't you hang up and call three four seven eight two six nine one seven zero? All right. Thanks. Uh, okay. So maybe that will. Uh, Maybe that will get him. Um, Maybe I'll send him a little message on Facebook here. If he's on, he's probably not on Facebook. Uh, yeah, let me see. Uh, see, I have his number up here now because I called him, but he's just not on here yet. So, uh, you know, if I can catch him between calls, maybe I can get him. That's true. Uh, whoops. I think he, I think he just. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is fun here. I think we got him here now, though. Uh, hey, Jack, you with us? Jack. Okay, no, that's just me calling again. Oh, here. Oh, hold on. He's way down here. I got too many lines up here. There you are, Jack. Hello. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, if you look at for uh, 336-820-1036, that's my number. Oh, well, I just, okay. Um, well, I just, uh, hold on a second here. 336, that's the one I was just on. Okay, Jack, is that you? Jack. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, yeah, because I'm on, I'm on the three three six number. That's the that's the North Carolina. I was asking if that was you. Yeah. Okay, I can hear you now, Alan. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Let me ask everybody okay. in the chat yeah. if they can hear him. Hey, everybody, can you hear Jack on there? Okay, so Jack, you with us now? I am. I can hear you now. I'm sorry. I should I shot you guys an email earlier that uh, you know I was going to call in from this number. You know, that's okay. um, this is that's the okay. office number, we, and this is the number Joel's on and stuff. So we're here. Yes, we're here, Alan. Okay, okay. awesome. So, so here's our guest. Well, that's the first time that's happened, but actually that was kind of fun. So Jack Martin and and uh, Jack Martin, agent recruiter for GRD Freight Express, and uh, Joel Glennie, vice president, agent trainer, and coordinator for GRD Logistics Training out of Baker, Florida. So well, welcome to the show, guys, and we'll get rolling. You ready? Yes, sir. And I, I just wanted to say hello, Chris. That was a, that Chris has been with us, uh, Alan, 
he's one of our agents. He's been with us for a long time, but uh, you know, um, he's got an, he's doing some other stuff right now. But Chris Lensinger is, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to have such quality gentlemen, and that's what we fought, have here at GRD, you know. And I, I just wanted to say, you know, because you did bring Chris in, hello to Chris, because I know he's listening. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think he was a he was a South Carolina number, and we've got some other yes, hands sir. up. Yes, and uh, I was telling everyone, yes, um, I was having to find you because we we have a lot of listeners on the line here, <laughs> and and we're up to about fifteen or so in the uh, chat room, and we've got. Um, I, I was trying to find you through the through the list because we have listeners from Florida to, to uh, California, but we got it hooked up now. We're ready to oh, roll. So Jack, let me just. Let me just start with you just real quick here. Um, just refresh everyone's memory with a little bit, just a little quick bio of yourself and your background within the industry. Well, I was born in the industry in 1959. My dad had been T8 uh, when he came out of the military. Um, you know, uh, in trucking, of course, guys, was a lot different back then. It was a lot different as I grew up than it is today. Um about 1982 or so, I uh, ranks as a driver myself. Um, I actually drove from 82 to 96 cross country, uh, um, running mostly produce um, until I got diabetes. And back in 90 in um, 1996, uh, they didn't have the law passed yet to where if you were insulin dependent. Uh, you pretty much were off the road, and that's what happened to me. But I didn't want to leave the industry, and um, so I got looking around and stuff, and I had some friends, you know, because I'd been in the industry so long, and they acquainted me and introduced me to um, the, the logistics side of things. And I got involved in logistics, and I've worked for some of the major trucking companies in the United States as, you know, a dispatcher, and um, I've worked uh, owning my own you know, uh, truck finding service, working exclusively as a bona fide truck agent, uh, owned my own brokerage, uh, was the um, founder and builder of A1 Freight Broker Training. That's where you and I first got introduced together. Uh-huh. And um, then uh, as one of my clients, um, Mr. Glennie, Joel Glennie and uh, Joette Mateer, um were in the early stages as one of my clients at A1. And we just... Uh, enjoyed each other and you know visiting with each other because i one thing i remembered all the time alan is that you know what they're not just a dollar sign and that's a sad thing of what's happened to this industry and a lot of things people have looked at our trucking community as ways of making money and you know i i commend all the guys that are here tonight all the ones that may be listening to the show that are out there in the in the trenches you know uh, Joel, he's here with us right now. Uh, he just might have phone muted, but he's currently, besides being the agent coordinator and everything, he's still out there, you know, on a daily basis uh, driving driving himself, you know. So it, it's not just, you know, um, it's an industry that if you're really going to be successful, you won't, you know, one thing I've always taught is three things, honesty, integrity, and customer-focused service, and understanding that you have two customers to serve. Number one, you know, of course, is your trucking community, in my opinion, because without your trucks, America stops. And number two, of course, is, um, you know, the manufacturers, you know, and, um, you know, so 
that's basically where I come from, Alan. Well, and you know, and let's bring let's bring Joel in here, uh, first time on our show, so glad to have him. But Joel, you're a man that wears many hats, like uh, Jack was pointing out. You obviously have the freight broker training that you do. You have the freight brokerage. And uh, but you also run the Hickory Hill Trucking Company, so uh, uh, you're kind of in the game all the way around. Yeah, that it is. It's it's a, it's a busy day. <laughs> well, uh, can everybody? Well, hear I t- me? yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, um, they heard you, Joe. Okay. I got my start really in the Army back in 79. I was licensed on the majority of the Army equipment, and I was a track and wheel vehicle mechanic, and it's just grown since then. So uh, I did the early road trucks, did a lot of dump truck excavating, the whole thing. And then in the early 2000s, we got into early road trucks, and and been running them ever since. Well, um you know, it's it's going to be a fast-paced show this evening because I want to touch on a lot of things. But first, I guess, before before we really get into the training and the business aspect of it, I, I think it's important that we touch on the subject of freight brokers in general and, and, you know, how many drivers look at brokers in a somewhat negative manner, and in many cases, you know, rightfully so. But, but Jack, let me get your comments on, you know, how important really are brokers to this industry, the role they play, not only in the logistics end of it, but for drivers as well. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I want to say that, you know, the driver's aspects, the brokers have done it to themselves, okay, the negative feedback, because we do have a lot of brokers out there that don't understand, don't believe, don't uh, understand that, you know, integrity is is very important, you know, with with the trucking community. You know, they have to be somebody that they can depend on and stuff. You know, brokers play a vital role if they understand that they have two customers. You know, the number one customer, uh, you know, in my opinion and always has been, is that truck, you know. Um, You know, because without them, you can have all the freight in the world and you'll never get it moved. But, you know, um, brokers, if they understand their aspect of – taking care of customers and that they do have both sides. They have manufacturers and they have trucking companies and both of those. Okay. And that's one thing I instill in my, in the agents here at GRD, you know, and Joel does also, both of those are your customers. You can't do, you know, a one-sided business and be successful, you know? So I would say that, you know, your statement of, uh, you know, I cut it down a little bit more. I say about 75%, okay, about one in every third truck that you pass on America's highway is a brokered load, you know. Um, A lot of your smaller owner-operators, and you know, uh, they don't have time to get out there and hustle freight and, and drive and communicate rates and negotiate rates, you know. So that's where, you know, Joel has been instrumental in helping me understand where, why things have developed they are, you know, working hand-in-hand with Joel has been a blessing. But, you know, they don't have – a lot of times drivers don't have time to chase down the freight, so what will happen is they will take, a, you know, a load that they shouldn't never haul, you know, because the rates aren't right, you know. But yet they've got to keep those wheels rolling if they're going to make a living out there. You know, but at the same time, the brokers shouldn't should not be taking taking advantage 
of that trucking company because you want him to come back. You want him to do business with you again the next time that you're that he's in your area. You know, so it, it, brokers are vital, okay? But I also believe brokers are vital if they understand what they're truly there for. Well, you know, uh, Joel, let me ask you, you know, the brokers, you know, the bad apples in the group, you know, they 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 hurt they hurt all the good ones out there, but you know, when you throw out the term freight broker to drivers, you know what the most likely reaction will be. And one of the first thing drivers will say about brokers is that that they uh they're they're the reason for the cheap freight, you know, they cut throat the rates and well, you're a broker trainer, you're a broker and you're also a driver. Uh what about your thoughts on this uh common view of brokers by drivers well i really believe that the brokers uh, the system would not work without the brokers because the brokers really rates up because they're constantly negotiating with the shipper and the carrier from both sides and we're able to negotiate the prices up on the shippers but the shippers it's not like it was years ago the shippers have got extremely wise about how their freight can run and once they move freight for a dollar a mile they think it all should be moved for a dollar a mile so we constantly work on driving the rates up with the shippers along with trying to move the freight in the most efficient way that we can so we work for both and you have to wear two hats and it's extremely tough but if it was left up to just the drivers to go to the shippers uh, I think the the rates would be a whole lot lower, yeah, because that's what we do. That's what we specialize in is negotiating the pricing, and, and so we're constantly trying to work the shipper up. The more, it's a free market system, so it, it's a supply and demand, and you got a lot of areas that consume a whole lot more than they manufacture. Well, then rates are going to be down, you know, because there's just there's too many trucks in that area dropping off and there's not enough freight for everybody, so everybody's fighting over a little bit of freight that's going to drive the rates down. So you have to really look at your regions that you're running into and stuff if you really want the good rates, and you have to have a good enough rate to go into that area So because you're going to know you're either going to have to deadhead out of there or you're going to have to take a whole lot lower price, one of the two. Well, I mean, and that's an important fact, really, Jack. I mean, you know, factor to play in here because the way the way drivers, the way brokers are perceived by by drivers. I mean, so really, what I'm hearing is, um, uh, I mean, the uh, who sets the freight rates? The uh, brokers brokers don't set the freight rates. The motor carriers don't set the freight rates. Who's setting them? The shippers do, and unfortunately. Of course. You know, you know. Unfortunately, what's happening, Alan, is there's a lot of laws being passed on the trucks. There's a lot of laws being passed on to the to the brokers, but there's no laws being passed on to the shippers. You know, there's nobody standing and running roughshod over the shippers saying those rates are not acceptable. Those rates are not going to work. Those rates are, you know, and you know the trucks. Have got to stand up. They've got to understand what their operating costs is every time they turn a turn a mile. You know, um, and one thing I teach the guys is know what your truck needs. 
you know, and then go after that shipper to get what your truck needs. Because if you don't, then you're not providing adequate service to both of your customers. You're not taking care of your shipper's rates or freight by giving him the best truck available, and you're not taking care of your your truck out there by giving him cheap freight. Yeah, well, well, you know, Donna, we we were talking earlier too, because uh, from from you know someone from like your perspective who's not, you know, may not be totally up on this freight brokering thing. You know, the I think that's an important issue to point out because. You know, I'm always hearing, you know, you know, the carriers are cutting the rates, you know, the uh the brokers are cutting the rates. But I, I think it's an important factor to pull out there that the uh the the brokers are there negotiating with those who are setting the freight, which are the shippers. Yeah, and uh Richard just posted in the chat room the FMCSA has stated we have no authority over the shippers. So bottom line sounds like to me is, you know, you can control drivers, you can control carriers, you can control the freight brokers and have all like the $75,000 bond, which I hope we we touch on in a little bit. Um, But um, if you can't control one segment of the of the of the puzzle, then it looks like they have free reign, and if you can expand on that a little bit, Jack, and, and say what the uh, pros and cons are of that kind of situation where everybody's regulated except the shipper. So where where does where do they have the advantage? I think that's what needs to be explained. Well, you know, can I, I think – Can I say something? Sure, sure. Can I sure, say something on. there? Sure, sure. Um, really, the complete pricing – is dictated on the ease that the freight moves off the dock. If you got carriers and brokers combined fighting over that freight at the dock, and, and the carriers are willing to undercut each other and take it for a buck a mile, and the freight's being moved extremely easy off of that dock, uh, the, the shipper has no reason to go higher. But if it's freight sits on the dock and he's searching trucks, he's searching brokers to get his freight moved, and it's not getting to his customer in a timely manner, that's when the rates start to climb up. So it really dictates on the ease of it coming off the dock. And that's cheap freight should sit on the dock. That's what will drive the rates up. That's exactly correct. That's that's the best statement I can say, Donna. Here's the Here's my outlook on it, okay? Mm-hmm. My outlook, real simple, is it's kind of like you know, when you look back when you were a kid and stuff, and there's a fight going on, okay, and everybody's standing back, and you know, it, it, it you know, you're kind of laughing, and you're watching two people fight over, you know, over a situation. Well, that's what the trucking community and the broker community is doing, and I and I understand, believe me, coming from a driver's standpoint, okay, I talk to Joel all the time that it just. It, it irks me beyond in when I see a, a freight broker take advantage because a lot of times what's happened is a lot of brokers have got in here and, 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 and built themselves a large major, you know, conglomerate of, of, of a, a company. And, you know, it, it it's sad is that they've forgot. They, they look at the profit margin instead of the service margin. Okay, they don't look at 
I'm there to take care of my truck, and if I offer him or or tell him, well, that's the only thing that's got going, man, and I drive the rate down so bad, okay, I don't give him his fuel surcharge, I don't give him his fuel tax, I take that and I stick it in my pocket. Well, what the shipper's doing is he's standing back and he's laughing, okay, at us fighting over the thing, you know. What we've got to do is we've got to join together. You know, I tell Joe, I talk to Joe all the time. What a truck should do, Donna, really, is get two or three or four brokers that he can trust, run a region or run the routes that he wants, okay, and tell that broker, this is what I will move for and I won't move for something else, you know, nothing less. And, you know, I mean, when we join forces, okay, instead of beating up each other, we're, we're, we're unstoppable. Because the true power behind this whole thing, freight will not get moved if they don't have the trucks. So the true power lies behind the trucking community. That's where the true power lies, you know. And, yes, you're going to get brokers out there that don't care about you, that don't care about the trucks, don't care about the, you know, what they care about is how many dollars they can put in their fingers. And do I believe that, you know, you said about the $75,000 bond. My personal opinion, and I, you know, I won't get too deep into it, but my personal opinion is real simple. Um, we need to, there's other ways to take care of the unethical brokers out there than to slap the hands of everybody. Okay, and that's the way I look at it. You know, I mean, I talked to you earlier about this today, and um, you know, it, it's a sad situation because. Brokers today, brokerage today, brokering today is not what it was meant to be, okay? It is nowhere close to what it was truly, truly meant to be, you know, because brokers were set out to be a service entity. We have, we know I have no control over the freight. We have no control over the trucks, okay? We're a service entity, and that's all we are. And here at GRD, you know, with Joel and Joette, you know, because the company, GRD, is actually owned by Joette Matier, okay, very fine lady. She wasn't able to make it tonight. I believe she might be listening. But our whole philosophy and everything that we do around here at GRD is take care of our customers, provide the best customer service out there, and take care of your customers, okay? So, you know, I know that the battle that's going on and everything, and I don't agree with it. I I, I just don't. I don't agree with it. Well, we'll we'll touch a little bit on that. Um, all right. Well, that's just kind of setting the stage for uh, you know the possibilities of having your own broker business. What you can do with it. You can work full time, part time. You can well, however hard how much work, hard work you want to put into it. Uh, you know the success really relies on you. But as we spoke earlier too, Jack, uh, much of that success relies on the support team you have behind you and uh, the education that you get. Now, you said you, uh, the caller from South Carolina, you said was one of your agents? That's correct. That's Chris Lansinger. That's correct. Chris, well, okay. Well, I'll be real interested. He's been nice enough to sit here and hold on. And, and uh, Chris, uh, we, we've got you on the air again. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show, guy. Hey, thank you. How's everybody doing? Doing real good, and I'm uh, I, I wasn't aware that you were going to call in, but I'm glad you did because now you know I'm kind of wanting to uh, uh, you know 
focus on the positive end of this. You know, there's just so many people out of work and people who are retired, maybe looking for some supplemental income. And uh, I've been investigating this uh, broker business myself for a while, you know, trying to uh, – I figure, you know, the best way to rid the industry of the bad apples is to start a business where, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're one of the good guys and you're looking out for everybody. Now, now you, went, you went through GRD uh, logistics training? Absolutely. Uh, let me let me start off by uh, first uh, saying hello again to Jack and Joel and setting it um, just to all your listeners. Uh, let me tell you something about GRD, and, and I hope this goes out over the airways. This, for me, is one of the best companies that I have, I have been a, a part of in years. Uh, I researched this industry for approximately two years trying to find training and trying to get the advice. I got more advice and training in six months than I got in two years of chasing brokers from GRD. Well, uh, yeah, I would believe that. I mean, I've known Jack for a while. I've never even really personally met him, but we've talked a lot, and he's 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 just a good guy. If Jack uh, if Jack gives me the the good word on something, then that's good enough for me. But let me ask you, did now, did you have any experience at all in transportation when you started this, or you just kind of jumped into it? No, sir. Yes, sir. Actually, my background is uh, military. Uh, I am a transportation officer in the military. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, that's good because we always say, you know, if if you have experience in transportation, you know, that's even better. But, uh, well, well, tell us um, – well, tell us a little bit about it. I mean, you, you hooked up with them, and how long have you been uh, brokering now? Um, well, uh, here's the situation. I started off, I was in between orders on the military, and when I hooked up with Jack and everything, so it's been about six to eight months, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but here was the thing. Being on the, I'll say, the government side, it's totally different than experiencing what we consider the civilian side and understanding fully what the truckers go through, understanding the industry. Um, and, I, I, and I say this with all due respect to my green suit, but we're kind of handed things. You know, hey, we got a load going from here to there. You need to make sure it gets there. But we're never really taught how the industry actually works. And that was one thing about my career. I was always interested in it and really understanding how the industry works. And that's where uh, GRD came in, and really the knowledge between Jack and Joel is, is unsurpassed. Um, and I'll tell anybody, as far as, um, like your discussion tonight, as far as a home-based business, as far as getting into the industry, these are two gentlemen that really know their stuff. You have to get with people that understand, um, and it's key. It's key if you want to be successful. Well, I- I'm glad you said that because, actually, I had that in my notes to bring up. I mean, I would say uh, – you know, a lot of the ones who, who just don't make it into the industry, they either give up too soon or they're not willing to put the effort into it, or uh, they may have all the experience, a lot of experience in transportation, but not the brokering in. So, I mean, it is important to have, uh, you know, I call it a support team, somebody behind you, somebody to educate you, to kind of hold your hand and lead you. That's how uh, to have a support team like that is going to help you succeed, and uh, do you see that? as being a problem for those who may not make it because they just don't have that support team? Absolutely, absolutely. You have to have the support. And that's, and it was eye-opening, and I'll be honest to the listeners, it was eye-opening because um, if you don't have the support, you don't understand. And that, and that was one thing that Joel and Jack helped me with, with the little things, um, you know, understanding the, the carriers or, or, or forms. And once again, the it's different everywhere you go. 
um, they were there explaining stuff, telling me why it was this and why it was that from an experienced standpoint. And you need that. Uh, once again, like I said, I'm not, and we're not here to bash bad brokers, um, but at the same time, there are you know, bad apples out there that, that, will, that will, just won't help you. I've had people uh, previous to Jack recruiting me um, saying, you know, hey, you've got a transportation background. You'll be great in this. Okay. And that was it. <laughs> that that yeah. was it. I, I just can I I'm sorry I didn't catch the gentleman's name. Chris. Hi Chris. This is Donna. Hi Miss Donna. Hey. Um I have a uh, question uh That's and up. and a couple of statements Rich Wilson made some good points in the chat room. Uh shippers don't care the the load pays what it pays and what the broker gets uh the carriers get. What they can get it hold for and carriers with high thres- thresholds um, I'm assuming SMS thresholds, less than a carrier with a good CSA report. Um, And then, again, if the brokers would tell the shippers that's not enough to get the load covered, then the shippers would not have a choice but raise it to get it covered or it will sit. Now, Okay, so what's stopping that from happening? Well, it's just the communication of knowing, once again, with, with the proper training, knowing what you're getting into, knowing how to talk to the shippers, knowing, you know, what's a good load. Like like Jack stated earlier, what's a good load, what's a bad load? And and for a person like me who's who's going, coming into the business, you need that because you're hungry. You know, with the economy and everything today, everybody wants to make a buck and wants to be successful, but a lot of people don't know how to put in the hard time, how to make those proper phone calls. Which shippers are better than others, your area, your flow? You need people in the industry, seasoned people who are willing to give you that. And it's not a 15-minute phone call. This is an ongoing relationship. And, I, and I'll state it just like Joel said it. I, I stayed with GRD and came back after the military because it's like a family. You know, it's somebody that I can call and say, hey, I've got an issue. So that goes back to the shippers, understanding it and asking somebody else who may know better than you and having that pride. You know, to say, hey, I need help. You know, this shipper is doing this rate. Is this reasonable? And, and go, it goes beyond that. The, the, the factors of the industry, the research, um, the tools that you use. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm government, but at the same time, I don't know all, and we call it civilian. You have to forgive me for your listeners because I, I just have to relate it like that. But we don't know all the tools out there. Here, here's a company with a trainer, with a person who's been in the industry for 30-plus years. You've got to give them their credit due, and you've got to be willing to do that. And if you don't do that, you're not going to be successful. I think it's a great industry. I've been around it since 1988 um, on the other side, and it's just, it's just always intrigued me. But that's the key, knowing the proper training, knowing those shippers, knowing the truckers, getting their trust. Knowing, you know, what they're hauling, the different loads, it's, it's a lot of stuff. Did I answer your question? Uh, yes, and he also said that shippers should have to post their, um, I guess, the the load price. I, I'd have to scroll up in the chat room. Well, I will, uh, to, now, he's, probably say, he's probably saying they, sh- they, should, they should have to publish a, publish a rate. Okay, okay, I guess they don't. And, and, then, and you're the... absolutely right, and that's okay. another thing on talking about the rates and everything. That's something that you have to learn about. Once again, um, you know, having somebody there who understands the rates, not just – and for me, it, it, for me being – and I'll say still a fairly new agent, 
it was more about the customer, like Jack said, the customer service. I do this every day. I'm I'm service orientated. So if you don't, if they don't regulate how to do the rates and you as a broker, an agent trying to get into that field, understand that, that it's more than just the money, you know, and and you're passionate about it and you want to uh, engulf yourself in this industry, you're going to have a hard road. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. Now, what I'm hearing then is uh, a lot of the problems with the cheap freight could be just a broker that really doesn't know, I mean, what they're doing. And, and, and that's what I'm hearing. Am I correct? Absolutely. Can I, can Absolutely. I say something? Yes, go can ahead. Can I say something real quick? Okay. Um, I heard Alan say a minute ago tariffs and stuff, and I think one of your listeners had posted something like that on the uh, chat room. Um, I'm going to date back to 1982, Okay. I think the greatest disservice, the greatest disservice that was ever done to the to the trucking industry is when deregulation hit it. Okay, because what that did is it basically gave the you know as Joel said earlier, a free world, a free trade, free world. Okay, um, I I agree with your your you know the person that posted that that shippers should be mandated to put the tariffs out. But here's what shippers do. They start off at the lowest possible person. The person that moved that load at the dollar at the dollar a mile, that's the first one that's going to get called. Then they're going to work up their line. A lot of times what will happen is they'll run out of their, their arsenal of trucks that they have at their disposal, and that's when they'll reach out to the brokering community. And, and your, your, uh, your listener was right when he said that if, if brokers will stand up and say, wait a minute, I can't get that load, and that's what we're taught here at GRD, okay? So if somebody's listening and wanting to join a good team, a good family, invite them here. But that's one thing that I teach the guys, you know, find out what your truck needs that you're dealing with. You know, you get a lot of calls from somebody when you post your loads, and they'll say, well, I got that load. How much is it paying? Well, instead of saying how much does that paying, the first thing that the truck should say is, you know, hey, what do you, you know, the first thing that that broker should ask is, what, what do, do you need? need? And it's not a question to rip them off, okay, because they may not understand. It's a question because they should come back. Joel, if I was to ask you what you need to run a load from uh, from um, Atlanta, Georgia to Dallas, Texas, what would you tell me? A buck seventy a mile. A buck seventy a mile. So, that, you know, you've got your mileage and you know what you need to run? He just told me what he needed. Am I being of service to him if I go back to that shipper and say, oh, yeah, I can get it moved, and then call that truck back and go, no, man, it, it, it ain't going to happen here. You're going to have to take the buck fifty if you want me to move this load. I should be going to that shipper and saying, look, but here's what's happening. Because the, the industry is so oversaturated that somebody's just going to go in not knowing, and this is one thing I teach the guys. Do not take a load if you do not have a truck to line it up, okay? Because then you're not being of service. But a lot of brokers will go in there and they'll just snatch the freight up. They'll just grab it and hope hope by the end of the day they get it all moved, okay? And, you know, what does that do? It, it, it stops the true person that really wants to provide true customer service from being able to provide that, okay? Because they don't care. They've got control of that freight now, 
and they're gonna they're gonna say if you really want that load because I've got it, you know this is what you're gonna take, and that that is so wrong, so wrong, you know. So yeah. we've taken yeah. it from a mindset of being customer service orientated to a mindset of I'm gonna make a dollar off the back of that truck, you know. And right. you know I teach guys at GRD do not do not do that, you know. So. Well, well, hey, hey, Chris, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. I wasn't expecting it, but it was good to hear from somebody who, uh, you know, who actually went through GRD and, uh, you know, has the the experience to, um, you know, put into the show. I appreciate it. Yes, sir, absolutely, and, and uh, I look forward to more of your shows and everything. And, and this is going to help a lot of listeners, a lot of entrepreneurs. So that's something that I want to put out there. There are people out there that are still looking to this industry to carry it to the next level. And like Jack said, get those customer service orientated agents and brokers back out there. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, that's what we're trying to do and help. Uh, you know, with a little bit of information that we can, but. Appreciate you calling, and Donna, really what I got out of Chris's call was, you know, yeah, there's bad apples out there, but there are many out there who are trying to do the good and right thing. I mean, look at uh, Dan Matuli, you know, he freight broker up there in Montana. Uh, it's just uh, one's causing the black eyes for everybody. Uh, yeah, and Dan, Dan's actually uh, on tonight, and I wanted to bring that up. I know I talked to uh, Jack, and you talked to Jack, too, about uh, Transport Watch. Uh, which actually is kind of like an alert, like a, a for good and bad carriers, uh, shippers, uh, you know, whoever brokers, like we call it, or I heard you call it the Angie's List uh, for the industry. So, um, yeah, it's a good thing. Transportwatch.com. That's Dan Matuli, and he's a broker up there in Montana, and he's building. You know, yeah, I refer to it like an Angie's List for motor carriers and. And uh, brokers, and and you know they also help promote your business, so it's an excellent thing. And Jack, we talked about that. You know, you need to should look mm -hmm. into and hook up mm -hmm. with a transport watch. But I have a question. Yeah. Okay, you said to to for me to ask questions because I represent you yeah. know, um, kind of like the newbie. Mm -hmm. Why do brokers? What is it that's going on? that they have such a bad name when a driver hears the word freight broker, their hair stands on end. Well, um, Joel, well, Joel, would you like to take this one? Joel, are you still there? Yes, I am. I, I think it's it's just the, the bad apples. It's just, you know, bad news travels fast, good news travels slow. I think it's the, the whole Issue but what is it they're doing that drivers hate? What's going on? They take advantage of the drivers by in different ways. Like when when you post a load and a driver calls on a load, the agent is able to see where their home base is at. So mm -hmm. if they're sending that freight back towards their home base, that driver's usually going to drive a lot cheaper, so they run the prices down. And they and then there's brokers out there that default every load to a buck twenty-five. Their their computers are set up to default to a buck twenty-five, so they always start at a buck twenty-five, and they only go up 
by negotiating. And Jeanette uh, dispatched me for years. And she has gotten as high as $1,500 more for a load just by negotiating. But what hap- what's happened in today's market with all the owner-operators that are leased to these big companies, they've taken their negotiation power away from themselves and they put it in the hands of the dispatcher at that big trucking company. That big dispatcher typically does not care if that driver is bankrupt or not, and that dispatcher is sitting there needing to move 30, 40, 50 trucks that day. So they don't have time to negotiate it. So they're just grabbing freight and, and putting it on the backs of the owner operators that are leased to them. And you have you got what you got. There's just there's too much of that. But if the drivers don't take it, then uh, you know, and they just say, well, that's not enough. Then what do they do? Or is there always somebody who's going to take it? There is always, Donna, let me, I'll tell you, I'll share something here, Joel. Um, there's always, unfortunately, somebody, because they don't know their operating costs, they don't know what it costs to run their truck up and down the road, they just bought something, they just leased on with somebody, that's going to say, yeah, that's a good load. You know, I mean, I remember back a few years ago when I was working for another, when I was operating, being operation manager at a trucking company that was based out of California, Two of my drivers, I couldn't find no ro- no loads in Colorado at the time. And two of my drivers were sitting there, and they were sitting at a truck stop. It used to be the old 76 truck stop there in Denver. Some drivers may, may remember stuff, but that's where they were at. And this new truck, this new driver just came in. And the only thing going out of Colorado at that time was just going for like 75 cents. Uh, you're, and you're kind of breaking. In. You're kind of breaking, Jack. You're kind of breaking up on us. You have a? Are you moving or something? Or okay, okay. It might there? have been me. Uh, okay. No. Yeah, that's Can better. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, that's better. Uh, you there? And then he said, "Well, why? I guess been sending you. I'm here. Alan? Can you hear, Alan?" Yeah, you're kind of breaking up. I tell Jack, you, though, he might have. Are you, are you in the chat room? Do you have the sound on in the chat room too? I I don't know what's going on. We got a storm coming over, and I'm on a headset and stuff. So um, hopefully okay. we'll come back in here. Um, you know, because I know you had us good here there for a second. Um, okay. No, that that's better now. Go ahead. We can hear you. That's better. Okay, but anyway, we're gonna say is this young driver come walking in? And he looked at my two, you know, owner-operators that were sitting there. They'd been there for a day, you know. And he come walking in, and he said, well, I just unloaded over here and just uh, just loaded over here. And they looked at him, and they said, well, how much did you get a mile? And he said, oh, man, I got a whopping 75 cent a mile. Uh, you know, you cannot uh, operate a truck at 75 cents a mile, you know. Yeah, it, you know, you've got to understand what your operating cost is. You know, and and the truck, the true power. You and I have talked about this many times, Alan. The true power lies behind that driver. That driver would sit to the point and say, "No, okay, I will not take that load." Okay, what he's playing against is a lot of educated people 
that no, I don't. Some people believe in owner operator, and their wife works, uh, and she's just home long enough just to grab a load real quick on board. Personal okay. opinion is, you know, am I still here? Do you still got me? Yeah, uh, h- hold on. I'll let Bree's dying. Yeah, I'll I'll let you work with your headset for a second. Keep breaking up. Maybe your battery's dying. Jason in the chat room saying, but I tell you what, I'll let you uh, work with it here for a second. This this might be Dan on the on the line here. I mean, it's out of Montana. I'm assuming, but uh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, Dan. Hey, how, how you doing? Welcome to the show. It's a good beer. Well, Can't what stay do you for long. Figured I'd, figured I'd check in. Hadn't talked with you guys for a little while. You know, the, the carriers have always had the power in this position. Okay, the carriers have always had the power to say no, and that's what they need to do. You know, I've been doing this stuff for 16 years now, and and I've seen um, I've seen the lows and I've seen the highs. And and I've seen the guys that uh, yeah would take that seventy five cents now. If you're taking that stuff for seventy five cents right now, and you're, you're getting five you're getting five miles a gallon, six miles a gallon, it's costing you four dollars or better for a gallon of fuel. You're losing money right from the get go, and you're not even you, you know you haven't even started factoring in the the uh, regulatory stuff that, that that a company has to deal with. So yeah, it's 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 within the driver's power to say no and that's what they need to do now when i have i have some broker agents that get frustrated from time to time because they're working with customers who are offering cheap freight you can always tell a customer who's got cheap freight because he's sending his load list out to 50 60 70 brokers okay he's playing every one of those brokers off about uh, off against each other, and and so you can't possibly get a good rate from that guy, and and it will never happen. So I tell my people, stay away from those guys. Don't don't deal with that. Call the people that that care about service and are willing to pay a little bit extra for it. I don't I don't want really I really don't want to have my brokerage associated in in such fashion to get to get the uh, reputation that if you call my brokerage, all you're going to get offered is cheap freight. Right. Right. And, you know, a lot of it, again, falls on these, uh, a lot of them, I think, are these lease lease owner operators. Maybe they're jumping into, you know, one of these company leases. They don't understand their expenses. They don't understand what the cents per mile, all of the stuff that they should know as a business, and they're just grabbing uh, they're just grabbing any kind of load they can because in their mind, as long as their wheels are moving, they're making money, but uh, not at 75 cents a mile. And and I believe, you know, that 75 cents a mile stuff out of Denver, that was, that was some years ago. I mean, even when I was, back when I was moving uh, moving freight my, myself, you know, um, oh, in the, in the mid-'80s, freight out of Denver was paying you know, ninety, ninety-five cents a mile, maybe a dollar a mile, out of our brokerage. When they were going to Chicago, you know, if they're going to someplace else, it's going to go a little higher. But that, even even at that, that was in the eighties. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd see anything like that coming out of my brokerage at this point in time. 
No, and again, you've been at it for a while. What, now, what's the name of your brokerage up there? Uh, I operate a brokerage under the name TFI Logistics. TFI Logistics, that's it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we've been watching your transport watch. I noticed you had a couple new uh, alerts up there, and I see quite a few. Uh, I see a lot of quite a few businesses joined you. I see their names flashing across there. Seems like it's doing pretty good. We're we're trying to to make an effort to get people to join in and and do what they need to do to protect themselves. Uh, I mean it's it's uh, it's all within the control of the people that are in the industry. You know I'm I'm a community organizer here in my little part of the world. You know I've I've run for state senate. I'm 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 very active in in my community. As a matter of fact, I've got. I'm trying to get a community center built here, and I've got a, a meeting that I've got to go to for that here pretty quick. But if if everyone in the transportation industry could take could take that same ideal of community and extend it to getting the word out about the people that are bad, the people that are good, it would make it would make the entire business a safer place to be, a more profitable place to be. And we'd get we'd get rid of a lot of these things like the, the double brokering and and et cetera. But it, that's I built Transport Watch, and, and maybe I'm maybe I'm very maybe I'm naive and idealistic. But it took me 50 years to get this way, and I'm not really I'm not ready to give it up right now. <laughs> I I believe that if you if you go to someplace and you tell somebody this guy did this wrong. Okay, maybe you won't be held. Maybe you won't be made whole by by having put that statement out there. But maybe somebody else will go in there and they'll tell some. They'll they'll tell their their story about somebody that did them that did them wrong. And then you go in there and you're checking out to see uh, about somebody that you're intending to do business with, and you find an alert on them. They they did this. They short paid me. They they uh, took forever to pay. Um, maybe it was a carrier that stiffed a broker on a on a um, deductible and a claim issue. I've had that happen to me on numerous occasions, unfortunately. There's plenty of blame to go around, but it's it's a matter of getting getting the word out so that people can can be held accountable. Yeah, exactly, and that's what you're doing. And I'm seeing a little bit more movement of that, but. Well, listen. I appreciate I appreciate you checking in. It's good to talk with you. hadn't hadn't chatted with you in a while. You as well. I'm sorry if I took it if I took it off off course here a little bit, but um, no, you know, that's the, fine. The the brokers are a necessary portion of the industry. That mm-hmm. unfortunately there are some out there that truly are cheap that truly don't um, partner with their carriers. That's mm-hmm. that's those are the guys that need to not be in the business. A good broker yeah. partners with his carriers, uses a lot of the same carriers over and over and over, and they'll come back to you because you treat them right. Because when something when something goes wrong, you don't go running for cover. You stand opposed to 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 whatever it is that's causing that problem for your carrier, whatever it is that's causing that problem for your shipper. You make sure that people are getting paid properly, and you pay your bills on time. That's it. That's it. Well said. Well, thanks again. Now have a appreciate you coming on. Okay, you guys have a good night.
Uh, you too. And uh, you know, can you again, there's. Can you hear me, Alan? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Just a second, Jack. And and there's a perfect example of you know, there's yeah, there's uh, there's bad apples out there, but there there's good ones too. And uh, if you want to change the if you want to change the the way it is, uh, start your own broker business and you you know get into this integrity and honesty like uh, you know like we're talking here tonight. So uh, let's do that, Jack and Joel. Let's get into. Uh, the training, the GRD logistics, what they can offer, and those who may be looking for a uh, oh Delaware, yeah, we'll get to you too. You've been hanging on there. We'll uh, we'll grab you here too in a second. And and um, but the training, what what does GRD uh, logistics training offer? Uh, I think you have like two training programs. No, we basically have one training program. Um, hopefully, you can hear me. Can you hear me okay this time, Alan? Yeah, you sound good. Okay. All right. Um, it's one philosophy, okay, that we're going to provide the best service out there, that we're, we're, we're there to provide service to our clients. And like the gentleman just said that was just on, okay, he's 100% correct. I looked at his program, and that is something that this industry has needed for a long time. But we teach our client, our agents, okay, we look at it from a little different aspect. You know, a lot of brokers out there, and I challenge anybody to make a call. Call some of the top brokers out there. What you're going to hear is that if you don't have a book of business, if you don't have a following, okay, if you don't do a million five a year in freight or better, then I'm sorry, but we can't use you, okay? We're looking for somebody that's got an entrepreneurial mindset, okay, that that that. that negotiation, understands what true customer service is all about, okay? Those are the type of people we're looking for because we understand that, you know, the old guard, the drivers, the brokers that have been around for years and years and years and years, eventually we're going to fade out, you know? And what happens if nobody gives you an opportunity? So we've taken and we've given a different approach of things. We're going to give people an opportunity, you know, to see if this industry is right for them. But what we're going to do is we're going to hold your hand. We're going to be there for you, okay, with you, like you heard Chris Letzinger say. We're going to train you from the time you step in, okay. We have a three-stage training program, okay. It's about 16 PDF files, okay. But along those PDF files, Joel Glenny is going to be right there, you know, saying, you know, coaching you and mentoring you and working alongside of you. He is our agent coordinator. He is our go-to man, okay? Once a week, we have a training call, and that training call is where I conduct, you know, this last week we covered because I seen that it was there was a need for it, okay? We covered Section 371, and I encourage all the truck drivers out there that have never looked Check out Section 371 of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Those are all the rules and regulations because without knowledge, the people die, okay? Without knowledge, you can't provide good service. So we teach our agents from, from the time they walk in, you know, to the time that they, you know, they're still part of GRD, but they may need not, not need to call us every day. They may need, but yet, you know, because Joel is so down to earth, and he's an agent coordinator. A lot of the guys just call him to talk to him about the weather that the, that's going on in their part of the world. You know, I mean, we have one gentleman that's out in Idaho and stuff, and he calls Joel just to talk to Joel. You know, um, you know. Now so let me, let, we let, really let, are are our family. 
Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you too, uh, real quick, because uh, well, for one, I said I said two programs because I thought the I thought the broker trainer and the agent trainer were uh, two separate things. They are, they are. You know, if somebody wants to come through grdlogisticstraining.com, and you know, I think you've got the link on the, on your website. But uh-huh. you know, we'll actually work with them hand in hand to open up their own brokerage. If that's the route they want to take, then by all means, we want people that have got proper training in the industry. You know, I'll be there for them. I'm the one that basically will help them. I'll be there to answer their calls and work with them and stuff. So will Joel. You know, they'll be able to call and talk to Joel about things, too. But if they want to become an agent, you know, we do have the agent training available also. So, you know, it really, you know, through GRD Logistics Training, you know, and at the end of the show, you know, we do have a special for everybody that's listening here, okay? And, guys, we're not looking for dollars, okay? So, you know, just wanted to let, you know, everybody know, just not hang up yet. Stay to the end of the show. Got a good special, and another thing I wanted to, and I'm, I'm moving kind of fast because I'm watching my time here, but the the agent up there in Idaho, the guy we were talking about earlier before the show, uh, now is he the same one who had no experience in transportation at all, uh, but after going through your training and listening to you and Joel and, you know, doing what you guys said to do, uh, even with no even with no experience at all in transportation, he's the one that just really took off. He what he did, you know, he stepped in. Russ had, you know, he's a he's he's up there in the rural part of Idaho, okay, and um, you know what he did is he walked in, okay, and you know we told him, you know, how the program worked and how the, and what they could expect from GRD and you know how everything was put together. He came in, you know, um, look, you know, he was really, you know, looking for, you know money okay within two weeks russ had taken everything joel and i had taught he didn't deviate from the right from the left he hit the phones every single morning he got out there and he 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 trudged on okay he mean he he went at it within his first month he had 30 potential customers that he was working with manufacturers shippers okay and had moved six loads and now that may not sound really a lot to somebody but, you know, to somebody that's never been in the industry, you know, it's more than just grabbing freight of a truck. You know, he moves six loads at a decent rate to the trucks, and he's got trucks coming back to him, and he moved, dec- you know, he made, you know, a p- decent profit margin. So it really was a win, win, win situation. Win for the manufacturer because the freight got moved. Win for the truck because the truck was taken care of. And when for for the for the agent because he made made a commission you know he made his commission off in it because you know if you don't move freight as an agent you don't you know you don't have a check coming you know so you know he he got in there and he understood what he needed to do to take care of his clients you know and and he he really got close to Joel you know he called Joel every single day you know but uh, Joel uh, would you like to share anything on that? Is he there? Joel, are you there? He may be unloading. Like I said, he was at a dock tonight. 
You know, oh, is so, he? Oh, I thought he was uh, there with you. But well, see, I found that story no. interesting. I found that story interesting because there was a guy who had absolutely no experience, but he had the support team, he had the education, he had you guys behind him, and he just kind of—I mean, yeah—he he he uh, you know did did the work and he was committed and and just kind of did kind of follow what you you guys told him to do. And you know, I just thought that was a pretty amazing story to come up with 30 plus shippers in that short of a time and never even having any transportation experience well i i i teach people that if you're really going to build this business especially your first your first year in it okay you're going to give it all you got when i first started off as an agent okay alan per se i went out and got a job at domino's at night because I had a family to feed, and you know, and I really didn't know much about this industry, even though I'd been a truck driver for many years. I knew about the truck side, and I knew about the laws and everything back in '96 when I broke into this. But I didn't know much about, you know, the, you know, brokering and stuff. I didn't know much about dispatching. You know, first time they sent me in front of a computer, my computer screen by the time the shift was over was like 15 different colors because I didn't know how to use one. You know, yeah. and that's, yeah. that, that's that's the thing, you know, I mean, we're there to help somebody learn properly. One of your people on there, you know, on Facebook had said that she'd been on there, uh, you know, doing it for six years and that, you know, it, it was a hard job. Which Everything she said in that statement was correct, you know. Uh, it, it is a hard job, but it's a doable job, you know. I mean, it's a job that, you know, it is a career that you know you can make a living at if you so desire you know it you know we and um, there again we have agents that within 90 days they're no longer with us they've given up we've got other people that have stepped in and you know haven't had the opportunity to move freight yet but they continue to learn and continue to learn and continue to learn you know and you know each individual okay i'm not going to say that a two that everybody that steps into freight brokering in two weeks is going to move freight Okay, because I'd right. be I'd be telling a mistruth if I did. Okay, right. what I can say is they'll have the support, and if they they have the drive, I te- I tell the guys all the time, if it's up to me, it's up to me. If they study, you know, it, it, I I hate to say it, but the big book, and I'm talking about the Bible, says study to show thyself approved. I wouldn't want to go to a heart doctor, Alan, if I had a had a heart condition that only knew about feet. Okay. I don't want to go to a freight broker that don't know about about true transportation and how to provide true service all the way around to the logistics community, to those that he is serving. You know, that the only thing he is mindset on is is how much money can I make at the at, at the expense of those, you know, that I'm going to be involved in. You know, the, Unfortunately, the world we live in has got this mindset that to get to the top, you step on whoever gets around you. And I've never bought into that. I've never bought into that. I believe Zig Ziglar had it nailed right to the key. If you want to be successful, help everybody can to become successful. Okay? Help everybody around you to be the best that they possibly can. You know, and and those are the type of shippers and manufacturers I want to work with. Ones that aren't afraid to pay the, the for the proper truck, okay. And and you know, I want to work with the truck drivers 
that understand what it takes to make a true living out there. Because, you know, driving a truck is not an easy job. And I commend these guys. They're away from their families and all this. You know, they've got to be treated fairly. You know, they, you know, you should respect that man behind that steering wheel because without him, you know, we wouldn't have the luxury of having a house or having having food on our table or anything. You know, he really is the backbone of America. And yeah, that's well, the I think philosophy the, that GRD ta- has taken. Yeah, I, I, I think a big key to this, uh, you know, doing your own business or agent broker is having that support. And uh, you know that education. I think that's a big key to it. If you and you know, and you got to be willing to work. You know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hour days, just like the lady said on our <laughs> Facebook page. She's absolutely right. But hey, caller from um, Delaware, area code three zero two. Whoops, he just dropped off. Okay. Uh, well, maybe he'll call back. So, well, let's get into Jack. How do they train? What I mean, do they come to you or? I mean, these these can be um, people from all over the country. How, how do they train? What what they need to do, the first thing, if somebody's interested, is pick up the phone and call me, okay? 336-820-1036, okay? At that time, me and you are going to talk, okay? Is that, We're going to see, that, really, if this is an industry. What's that? Is, that? is that 820 or 802? No, no, it's 336 Two zero oh or two eight two zero okay eight two zero one zero three six okay hopefully okay. that came across that time out uh you know once again it's three three six eight two oh one zero three six and just call me and talk to me and we'll see if this industry is really something you want to be a part of at that time we do a three way call now I am going to ask you to have a uh, a resume prepared, okay, because we just want to see what kind of background you have. We can't provide service if we don't know you, okay? So we're going to ask for a resume, okay? And then what we're going to do is we're going to do a three-way call with me, you, and Joel, okay? Or me, you, and or the person that's calling in to me and Joel. And we're going to talk, all three of us. And Joel will give, at that time, give his cell phone number out to the person. And from then on, it really is them and Joel communicating. All the time, constantly. You know, they have to stay, t- get, you know, hooked to Joel because he is the one that is going to be there to help you build your business. You know, um, my my job, you know, unfortunately, as you and I know, you know, I no longer own A1 because of medical reasons. So I'm not out there working every single day. But Joel is. Joel's phone, and he's committed to this 24-7, seven days a week. You know, he is available to you. You know, or to the person, to his agents. You know, I mean, Joel's yeah, got agents that to talk to what, on the weekend. Uh-huh. What I'm trying to get to is the training. So they're they're trained over the internet. It's internet training. They're trained over the internet. It's it's all PDF files. There's about 16 of them. Okay, and at the end, there's a training. There's a broker training manual. Okay, um, and in that manual, they actually get everything gets tied together. Okay, and along the way, there are some tests that they have to take, okay, because we want to see if they're getting the knowledge, you know, but a lot of it is Internet-based and telephone, okay, you know, so. Okay, well, listen, I'm uh, I'm just watching the time. I want to try to get all the callers in because I know a lot of people interested in this. Uh, 
Uh, I've got Delaware, Florida, and uh, let's see. Let me see who this is. Just popped up. Uh, got uh, Oregon. Okay, so Delaware, Florida, and Oregon. That's the um, the way you're listed here. Let's go with Delaware real quick, and we'll watch our time. But Delaware area code three zero two. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Hey, Alan. It's Rich. Oh, hey, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing good. Go. Let's go on to another one. Oh, the what? <clears throat> to do what? I said, you can go on to another call. Um, somebody may have some questions. I just was kind of listening in, and, uh, you know, a lot of things he's saying, you know, he's saying is good things. Um, and I've been posting in the uh, um, chat room some good questions for uh, people that uh, that deal with brokers that need to be asking. Okay. All right. Well, listen, let me try to get the callers, and if we have time, we'll bring you back in. That's Richard Wilson. He's the uh, uh, regulations uh, expert for trans products and trans services, transproducts.com. And, uh, okay, let's go to, let's see, we've got Florida, Oregon. Let's go to Florida, area code uh, 954. Welcome to the show. 954, is that me? That's you. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. Who's this? Uh, my name's Roy. Roy, okay. Well, welcome to the show. What's going on? All right. My name's Roy, and I'm down here in South Florida, and uh, I'm listening to the show. I'm listening to the show with a buddy of mine, and uh, I'm actually uh, I'm a GRD recruit. I've, uh, I think I've been doing it about six months now. Uh-huh. And uh, everything they're saying right on target you know um it's not for the faint of heart this is something that's uh you know it's going to let you down time and time again and and i could testify for that i go through it every day you know i think i got a load something don't work out you know drivers there's some kind of conflict or something but i live it every day i got chippers in north carolina i got chippers in oregon i you know and i'm I'm sitting right here at the computer. I'm pretty lucky. I'm a stay-at-home dad, and uh, you know I got I got two boys, so I watch my boys in the morning. But um, I'm able to uh, have the computer right there with me and 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 do what I have to do on the computer, or if I have to talk on the phone, you know. Well, uh, hey, I'm I'm really glad you called. So you're are you you're doing this full time? I'm doing it full time. I've I've just finished the training. Like, uh, my background is electrician. Like, I'm a 20-year electrician, and, uh, you know, it's a long story, but I got stuck here behind the, the desk. I'm not an electrician anymore. And, uh, you know, searching on the computer, trying to find, you know, trying to find some opportunity that I could do, um, you know, there's not a lot of them out there. But I tell you what, when I found GRD, it was like I struck gold. You know, I mean, it's amazing what these what what they do. You know, it's it's really just amazing. I mean, the communication. I mean, communication is uh, email. We do it on Skype. Uh, you know, naturally the phone. But uh, there's a million ways to communicate with everybody within the company. And uh, I mean, we do it every day. I talk to Joel every day. Joel. Joe is just down here near me, 
He went past me. I'm in South Florida, but he went all the way to Key West. Joel down there picking up uh, kingfish, I think, and he was running it back up towards uh, Pensacola. But uh, I, I'm on the phone with him throughout the day. You know, we go we go through different problems. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's a lot of nego. You know, Joel talks a lot of negotiation because it's always. The truck wants more than a shipper wants to pay, you know? Right. And, well, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll call a shipper, and the shipper, I got shippers right now. Though, If I see whatever price they email me, I know it's 50 or or $100. They'll go higher if I call them and say I got a truck, you know? Yeah. But it's so tough with the trucks. I find it, I find, for me right now, I can't work with trucks for nothing. I cannot turn a truck driver on. You know what I mean? I could be standing with uh, hand wipes at the truck stop, and and these guys don't even talk to me. I can't get a trucker on my side for nothing. And I talk to a lot of truckers. I'll tell you that. Uh, Yeah, it's it's that image of brokers that we have. But let me ask you real quick, uh, so if someone's really willing to, uh, you know, gut up, do the work, be committed, committed to something like this, you know, be committed for like one or two years, going to really get in there and work and and uh, oh, do yeah, their best. Yeah. Uh, if you're something blind, you would recommend? If, if you're blind and you don't know nothing, yeah, you're going to have to let the time go. You're going to have to let it go by. It's just, it's just you. You have to brand yourself, and that's what they teach us. You got to make yourself a brand, and you got to make you got to make it so the shipper, when the shipper thinks of shipping, they think of you, you know. And that goes into uh, like they were saying earlier about you know customer service. When you talk to the shipper, be in, be be uh, attentive to the shipper's needs, you know. Um, it's always nice if you have a woman or something, you know. You try to engage in a couple different conversations. How's the weather? How's this or that? You know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like they're like we're saying. It's the communication. It's the support. It's the education. Hey, hey appreciate your call. Uh, I, I really do. Let's go. Uh, watching the time here, winding down. Boy, we got some more callers. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to all the callers, but let's go to Oregon. Uh, area code 541. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Hi, this is Trish calling from Oregon. Um, I used to be a freight broker, and I I love the trucking industry. My business partner and I tried to do, to get trucks, and about the time the economy went south is when we were trying to do it. So we did freight brokering because we had a customer base where we're doing um, – the, the frustrating part for me was – I, you know, I'd have a load and I, you know, I'd get a, um, a truck and they call and I'd give them the rate and they'd say, well, that's not enough. I said, well, how much do you need? And they couldn't tell me how much they needed. They just knew that the rate wasn't, wasn't good enough. Um, or I would turn the tables and, and they call and I'd say, well, you know, what's, what's your rate? And they couldn't figure it out. That, they would say, that's well, a very common problem. Because um, a lot of the a lot of the drivers, they mm-hmm. they don't calculate what their cost is. What they don't really know what their rate is, what they need. Uh, they have figures in their mind, 
and yeah. they and and they can't figure or, or not that they can't they won't uh take the time to figure it out we had um Eddie Gachui on here not too long ago of Trip Sheet Central and he had a great show it's in the archives and he was explaining that that this is like the most important part of your business is to understand this of what you need you need to calculate you know all your costs include them in and then calculate your cost per mile um and that's another reason that there is cheap freight i believe is because people aren't calculating um they don't yeah. know so they'll hear a dollar 50 when actually maybe a dollar 50 a mile is what it's costing them to to just break even so mm-hmm. i think there needs to be an education of of uh of owner operators of what what they need to do and a big and Alan brought this up a, a little while ago on the show you get the carriers will get people with 3 months experience lease them onto a truck um you know they they really they have no idea how how to uh calculate all this now uh, of course, you know, uh, I don't know how it runs with the with ca- leasing to a carrier. Maybe they take care of all that. But in the meantime, they're not learning. Either. No, they they don't care about it, and that's just it. They have no they have no idea, you know, you know, their business calls or how to run a business, but but well, let let me ask you uh so as a broker, how would you handle that? Um what I did is I well, you know, how how are you how are you figuring it? And a lot of them would just hang up because they didn't want to deal with it. And I know from from my background is that you really need to have a business plan. You need to know before, and and we had a solid business plan. The banks loved it. Um, And and that's where I learned. I mean, we had a really detailed, because we figured out what we needed to make a run. We knew to the penny of what we would need to have, depending on Mm -hmm. where we were going and what we were hauling. And so, Taking that into the freight brokering made it easier for me to to work on that. I knew that there were some loads that I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Um, you're not paying enough, and they said, "Well, we'll just find somebody else." I said, "Well, that's fine because I'm not going to take a load and then and then turn it back because I can't find a driver who's going to haul it for that rate." Um, I also worked as an agent for a trucker friend of ours, um, finding loads for him. And because he was on the coast, um, it took him, uh, I, I would find him a, uh, a load of lumber, which was about 50 miles from where he lived, so that he could at least haul that to get on the I-5. By the time he got down to Southern California to drop, out the, drop off that load at $1.25 a, a mile, which is cheap, but it covered to getting down there, I had an even better paying load for him to come back. So he's making good money because I was able to, you know, get the loads set up in advance. But, and so we under, he understood that. So we work on that. But it really helps. And that's where I, you know, I have a really hard time talking to truckers about, you know, that freight brokers can be your friend. And the way I looked at it was that a freight broker is a travel agent for that freight. And they're a mediator between the shipper and the driver. And it's, you know, working together to get the best rate so the shipper doesn't feel like he's having to pay through the nose and the driver feels like he's getting 
the best rate that he has and so that he can make some money. And that's that's the purpose of both of it. And um, that I finally got out of it because I was trying to do a full-time job and, and part-time on this, and paying the surety bond was killing me. And um, so I, I got out of it. But I love it, and I'm still working in the trucking industry, but I'm just at a different different way of doing it. And, Are uh, you really? Okay. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you calling. Uh, uh, that was some good information. You're kind of uh, confirming what we've been talking about here. I mean, it's detrimental to the – I mean, it's very important to the trucker to to find, you know, one, two, three, or four brokers that they know and can trust and that and uh, kind of get their mind set off of this that they're, you know, they're not all evil. I mean, they're if they can get hooked up with the right brokers, you know, such as you were – um, they have a friend with that broker, someone that they can trust, and it's just going to be more money for everybody. Yeah. Well, and I have it. I've got it. I still have my database of, of all the shippers. We were we were concentrating on the nursery industry, and that was you know. So we have all that. And but the biggest thing is a lot of guys don't want to haul more than than two or three drops. And some of these nurseries here in Oregon have you know three and four drops that they want they need to have done and I get drivers that nope, I'm not gonna do more than more than three drops and it's like okay <laughs> and you know, it's like okay, so you just want to get in the truck and drive and so they just want to do full loads, they don't want to do LTL. And it's really frustrating because we know that there's there's money to be made in it. So I still have my database and I still have my shipper contacts and I keep getting emails from them and um there's nothing I can do because I'm not doing it anymore, and I'm really sad about that because I love doing freight brokering. So, wow. And my, well, concern, hey, pr- my, my concern is that the $75,000 bond is really going to hurt a lot of people who like doing this, and they do it from home because that's what they need to be able to do, and I'm, I'm really concerned about it. That's yeah, good. we were going to and touch Alex on that too, and and, and uh, th- hey, we were going to touch on that too real quick here too. But I really appreciate your call. And but Jack, just real quick, um, you know that that surety bond from ten thousand seventy five thousand supposed to take o- October first. But there are there are companies out there working on that, like uh, Pacific Financial, uh, who may be able to help offset that. And you know, we were kind of just talk just touch on that just real quick here. Well, you know. Th- Hopefully you can hear me. Can you hear me good, Alan? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, you know, um, Jack, I talked to Scott Ferris. Yeah. I, can you just give me your number again? Somebody on Facebook is asking for your number, and he's got to go drive soon. It's uh, 336-826-8200. Uh-huh. Yep. 1036. Okay. Okay. Or Thanks. they can call... My cell phone, okay? It's 208-936-0087. So either one of those numbers, are, you can free to post them out there. They Either one will ring to me. They will get a hold of me. But, Alan, back to the $75,000 surety bond. And that's yeah, a good question, quick. and that's a good point. That's a good uh-huh. question, that's a good point. And, by the way, if that young lady ever wants to uh, break into brokering, Tell her that she's got a home at GRD, and we would love oh, to have Oh, yeah, her. you'd love to have okay, her, huh? She, she's got a whole shipper yeah. base. Well, it's not just that. I like her mentality. I like the oh, way I know. that she's looking out, you know, for 
you know, her yeah. customers, she's looking out for her, you know, she really have a heart for this and I can tell. You know, looking out here's for the drivers. The I, yeah. I talked today to Scott Ferris, okay? Scott told me to tell you that he's sorry he couldn't be on the call, but anybody can, you know, look up Pacific Financial on the Internet. Um, I don't have their number in front of me, but, you know, call, ask for Scott Ferris. He's more than willing to talk to anybody out there, any broker out there. Scott is a lot on the same mindset, okay, of Joseph Lamb, okay, and Scott Ferris is one of the largest. He's he services about every fourth broker that's out there. One in four he's servicing, and he's one of the they're one of the largest brokering uh, bonding companies out there. They've got something prepared. They're preparing for this. But my philosophy, real simply, Alan, is we're going at it all wrong. We there again, as I said earlier. We're slapping the hands of everybody, okay? And the federal government, unfortunately, guys, let's face it, they've never been really, if you really look at it, in the best interest of the, of the trucking, trucking community. So what they're doing is they're slapping the hands of everybody for those few bad apples that are out there, okay? And, you know, um, it is something that's going to affect Right now, the articles that are out there that you're being seen, that a lot of people are running scared. We just heard it. Um, but the thing is, you know, I read also a very good friend of mine, Dennis Brown of LDI Logistics, one of the top, you know, one, in my opinion, one of the, if you're going to work with the top brokers and get in a top brokerage, LDI is a fantastic place to go. But Dennis Brown's philosophy is that we need to, you know, if I read his article correct, we need to join forces. We need to to stick together, you know. Um, and if we don't, yeah, yeah, the small brokers and the medium sized brokers um, are going to go bye bye. And really, the ones that are making the big money, okay, the big brokerages out there, that's what they want to see. They don't want to see the competitor. They don't want to see, you know. But yet, America was built on competition, you know, we were built on, you know, on, on competing, you know, and there's nothing wrong with competing. The only thing I say is do it right. Do it, do it with ethics and with, with honesty, Alan. So. Yeah. But with, uh, with like Pacific financial on the 75,000 bond, uh, they are working on, um, uh, Within a provision, uh, in a on a provision that's within the transportation bill, uh, for like a group surety bond that that could possibly help offset this increase. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, and they and he would not go into okay details at this time. Right. Okay. I I told him that I'd call you today and see you know we can invite him on the show. He 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 pleasantly declined because he's not prepared to let all his apples out. But what he did want me to tell everybody is it is to rest assured the largest bonding company in the United States has got their interest in mind. You know, um as you mentioned many times you talked about Joseph Lamb, okay? He's a, he owns also DOT Authority, I understand, and he was competitor with A1, but Joseph Lamb himself James um, James Lamb. Uh, or James Lamb, I'm sorry, very up, 
outstanding man. Everything I've read about him, all of his articles I've read on uh, his website is full of knowledge. He's got the best interest in in this industry for the ones that really make it go, and that's the small brokerages. You know, the small brokerages has got the small tr- – you know, that's like GRD. GRD has got not the mindset of taking care of the conglomerate, the mega trucking companies. They're looking to take care of those trucking companies out there that have got one to maybe 15 – maybe 75 trucks. Now, will they work with the mega trucking company? Sure they will, okay? But that's not really what they're looking to do. They're looking to help that small owner-operator out there that, you know, that is trying to make a living, you know? And in all reality, if you find a true, real broker, okay, um, that's got your best interest, stick with him. You know, unfortunately, technology has been good, Alan, and it's been a nightmare, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it can work know, both and, ways. You know, so, yeah. you know, um, it's so easy to go out there and grab that next load, you know. And like she said, you know, there are trucking companies out there, okay, that will take a load from you as a broker. And, you know, stay on those load boards and find a load that's going to pay three cents a mile more. Never notify the broker that they found something else. Take that other load that's paying three cents a mile already after they've already committed to the to you, and you know, and take off. So is there wrong in both sides? Sure, there is. Okay, but we've got to we've got to stop it, guys. We've got to stop it. You know, and if the trucking community does not stick together with the with the honest brokers, okay, the ones that have the best interests together. With that, that that guy that's just out there trying to make a living like you are, what's next? What's next? What's going to happen in ten years? Right now, we got the seventy-five thousand dollars surety bond. If you look back in time, Ellen, about every ten years, our federal government is doing something, okay, to yeah. the trucking industry, and oh, it yeah. has not been always in the best interest of that man sitting behind the steering wheel trying to make a living. Well, that's that's true, you know. But the um, you know, and if you want to if you want to look more at what Pacific Financial is doing, you know, within this provision, I mean, I pulled it right off of their website. You know, you can just Google Pacific Financial, and and uh, they can kind of tell you how they're working on that seventy five. And they're they're like you said, Jack, they're reassuring that you know they can uh, they're going to uh, you know help help brokers with this thing and help them to maintain their business. So. Well, listen, our time's winding down. You said that you might have a special offer for anyone who's interested in a agent or broker or the uh, services that GRD Logistics Training can provide. Here's the thing. For the next seven days, and I'm going to get shot by Joel and Joette. No, not really. They love me. For the <laughs> next seven days, okay, until your show airs again next Thursday night, Anybody that calls in and says, I heard about you, I heard about GRD on Truth About Trucking, I want to be part of somebody that is trying to do it right, I want to do it right, help me. We're going to offer free training. If you go to our training site, Alan, you may have been there already. For uh-huh. freight agent training, we charge a little over 500 
for freight broker training, we charge a little over 700. But yet, you know, out there in that industry, you can find training anywhere from a thousand to six dollars. Yeah. You want a professional trainer? You want to be a professional team? And you don't, you want it for free? For the next seven days, because of my respect for Alan Smith and this show on Truth About Trucking, anybody that steps to the plate and calls us, okay. Now, be prepared for a resume. Be prepared to talk to Joel Glenny personally on the phone and be prepared to work hard. But we will take the care of the training for you at no cost. Now, at the end of seven days, GRD Logistics Training is out there. Uh, if you missed this seven days, then, you know, you should have been listening to the show. <laughs> that's all I can say, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that's, that's a good deal. Yeah, because I was on there and I was looking at your training and everything, so... Next seven days, uh, tell them you heard about here on this broadcast and uh, wave that wave that training fee. So, okay, that's great. That's that's a good deal, Don Donna. Oh, hey! <laughs> Grabbed you off guard. Huh? We're winding down the show here, but did you hear the you hear the the? Um... Really, as a matter of fact, um, I told that gentleman on Facebook to give you a call, and I think uh, I think Trish Neal is also going to give you a call. Well, you know, a, a lot of the, I mean, this, this has been a pretty busy show. I mean, I knew it would. We've had a lot of lines filled, and and I'm glad uh, I'm glad some of the agents through GRD called. You know, that was a pleasant surprise, so people can hear actually from people who have gone through your training. And the thing is, you know, I look I look for information that there's a lot of people out there hurting. You know, they're unemployed, and you know, they just can't find work and Hey, it's something that they can start off with, you know, part-time, something maybe supplemental income. It's not going to come easy. It's going to come, you know, you got to got to put your fingers to the grind and, and work at it. But if you're sitting at home unemployed, not doing anything else, might be, you know, why not try work at a, trying to build an income in a business? I mean, I know people who have done it, and I've talked to some brokers who are, uh, bringing in just enough that they need, and I've talked to some other brokers who are just uh, making unbelievable money. So the po- the probability is there, no doubt. And with that offer, Jack uh, makes it even better. So I uh, hope everybody will, uh, you know, take the information to heart and see if it's something for them. And like you said, you and Joel will talk to them and make sure that it is something that may fit for them, right? That is absolutely correct. And I also wanted to say, Alan, for you and Donna, the door's always open, the light's always on. Anytime you guys really make the decision to move forward and step into this arena, we'd be honored and pleased to have somebody such as with such a caliber as you two, you know, because you do have a a, a heart for the trucking community. You know, so our yeah, door's well, always well, open well, you guys. Well, Thanks, I appreciate it. I just, you know, reiterate, you know, the way to to rid any industry with bad apples is to build a business that isn't one, you know. So uh, I I think it's a good deal. I think Pacific Financial is going to help a lot of brokers with this uh, $75,000 increase. They're really on top of it, and, you know, they're huge, like you said. So, but um, we're, uh, well. Can we post the number in the chat room? People are asking. Um, I posted it on. Most definitely, most definitely, you know. And uh, yeah. there again, you can also post uh, post Pacific Financial numbers out there. Pacific Financial, anybody that's concerned about opening a brokerage, 
Now, um, the offer that I offered was only extended to the agents. If you want to open up your own brokerage, we'll talk to you, okay? Um, but, uh, you know, there may be some cost involved. But if you want to be an agent, you know, come aboard. But Pacific Financial, Scott Ferris said, Donna, anybody that wants to call and talk to him, he's open, okay? Well, you Just know- tell him you heard about it from Jack Martin and that you were on the Truth About Sh- Trucking Show with Alan Smith. And he'd be more than happy to talk to him at uh, you know at any time. Well, Jack, you know one one thing real quick. Our, our times get down here, but you know uh, mm-hmm. that's fairly that's really probably a good idea. Instead of jumping in and trying to become your own broker, to start out as an agent and and have you and Joel behind them and learn the ropes a little bit better. I mean, that just kind of makes uh, common sense, don't you think? It does, and you know, Alan. Honestly, um, you know, I I don't know if Joel's back with us yet or not, but honestly, we're not as scared of that. You know, I mean, here at GRD, you know, we're not as scared of producing good, reputable people that go out there and and move on from GRD and go start their own business. You know, we truly right. are here to 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 help them and guide them on the right path so that they can be successful and do it the right way here. So, I mean, if their whole intention, you know, is the only thing I asked and the only thing Joel asked, let us know up front. Hey, man, there's going to be a day that I'm going to leave you and I'm going to go start my own. But, you know, here's my idea. Here's my philosophy because, you know, Alan, I've been on both sides. I've owned my own brokerage and I've owned my own trucking company, okay? I mean, my own um, – my parents have owned their own trucking company, but my own uh, – well, I was a trainer for a long time, but I've been an agent also. Okay, I was a million five a year agent. Okay, you know, and for a single agent, that's that's fairly decent. But anyways, um, I'd much rather be an agent any day, simply because I don't have to worry about all the back office. I don't have to worry about the bond. I don't have to worry about the insurance. Worry about collecting and and paying and and all the stuff that goes on that poor Joette's got to worry about. Okay. Right. Joel and I and the guys, all we got to do out there is get out there and move freight, you know. Make sure right. we're bringing good customers to the table and stuff. And believe me, there's agents out there, Alan. You know, um, you know, look at the LDI's site. Look at the LDI's YouTube's. There's agents working for Dennis Brown that are making a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand dollars a year, you know. And the main reason that they're doing that is they understand negotiations. They understand customer service. You know, Dennis's company is, is, is very good, you know, and that's the same thing that we offer here at GRD. You know, come on board. You know, we're going to teach you how to be successful at this. We're going to take the time and spend with you. You know, you heard from Chris Lansinger. You heard from Roy, you know. I mean, and I wish uh, Russ and uh, uh, Diana you know, we're on the, the, you would hear that from every agent that's come aboard or GRD is that that's what me and Joel are all about, you know, but I would be before I'd open up another brokerage. I don't like all the back office stuff, you know, so, you know, but yet I still have to keep, don't get me wrong. I still have to keep on top of my records and I still have to keep on top of my stuff. I just don't have to worry about all the red tape stuff for say. Right, and that was kind of my point, you know, instead of jumping in, you know, you, first thought is like, oh, wow, building my own business, you know, I don't I don't know. Well, you know, 
look at be, look at being an agent, learn the ropes for a while, and then branch off. You know, two, three, four years later down the road. So there's a a lot of options there, but. Uh, it's been a good show, Jack. We could probably talk for two or three more hours. We'll have to do it again and do a catch-up. But uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, tell Joel I really appreciate it, too. I know he was out there working working on the truck, so he's he's a busy guy. But tell him I said I appreciate it. And I will. And, Alan, there again, we appreciate the opportunity and, uh, you know, to meet and talk to you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, you know, if you're going forward with the with the show, the the trade show, and what we're what you're going to do this year, you know, because you really do have truth about trucking and the heart for the trucking, Alan, industry. Oh. So, you know, it's well, a pleasure and it's an honor to be associated with someone. Well, same here, same here, and we will definitely be in touch. We really appreciate it, and. uh uh, we will do it again. Donna, we have, we're have we down to like eight minutes. Uh, did you have a few little announcements? Um, I just wanted to say um, that we had the, um, <clears throat> the subcommittee meeting on the 5th and 6th, and it was the uh, CSA subcommittee. Richard Wilson of Trans Products was there. Todd Dills was there of Overdrive Magazine. There's a couple of great articles there on our wall that Todd wrote that'll kind of sum up, uh, you know, the, what the meeting was about. Basically, it's that big crash accountability, uh, the data quality issues, and the public display of carriers' safety measurement. Um, the top three CSA problems that he said were safety improvement category uh, was the hot spot, as he called it, at number one. That's Todd Dills. And as far as the preventability in the crash indicator, um, number two was how to address crash fall and or preventability in the crash indicator behavioral analysis. Um, and he did them backwards. Let's see, number three. <laughs> Uh, the nature of the problem display of the carry manager safety measurement system. You have to read the article. It's, it was tremendous. I'm glad Rich was there, and Todd did such a great job to uh, give it to us in bite-sized pieces. Uh, also, um, we have coming up for uh, this month, we waited for her to come back on her cruise, is Sandy Talbot of the Women Truckers Network. And Sandy's going to be talking about her experiences and also uh, about the network and what goes on and what they're trying to educate women. And actually, there's quite a few men in that network. So we'll be looking forward to having her on there. Um, there's also a uh, blog talk radio on Tuesday nights that she takes part in and is part of the administration over there. So we're looking forward to talking to Sandy. Again, uh, please go to our Facebook page or the Overdrive Magazine page or Dow Deals page and read what went on uh, at that um, CSA subcommittee meeting of the FMCSA because it's good stuff. And thanks, Rich, for going. Okay, and all right, a lot of information. Hey, thanks for tuning in, all our callers, uh, chatters. Uh, Richard, we'll catch you next time. It was a lot of information on the show, and if you're interested, grdlogisticstraining.com, next seven days, free training. Tell them you heard it from me or on the show, and uh, that's a good deal. See if it's for you. You never know. You know, uh, 
Uh, it, it all depends on the work you want to put into it, and there are some very successful brokers out there, some who are, uh, well, I mean, we saw the, the average uh, income is between forty and 150000 It really depends on you. It won't be easy. Be a lot of work, but see if it's something that you're interested in. GRDlogistics.com. Thanks again for uh, Jack Martin and Joel Glennie coming on the show and our callers and listeners and chatters. We appreciate it. And be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites. And um, I guess that will do it for this Thursday, February 7, 2013. Until next time, on behalf of Donna Smith, TruthAboutTrucking.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, AskTheTrucker.com, GuaranteeMove.com, Blog Talk Radio on Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe. And thanks for listening. We'll leave you with fellow trucker Tony Justice from TonyJusticeMusic.com with On the Road. Have a great evening, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Truth About Trucking Live. her crazy driving that old truck she needs loving but she's out of luck he's on the road he's on the go he's on the road hauling that load on down the line while he's out there in the fast lane her life's moving slow he's on the road he's pulling into phoenix she's pulling out her hair and turning, wishing he was there. He's on the road, he's on the go, he's on the road, hauling that load on down the line. While he's out there in the fast lane, her life's moving slow, he's on the road. Get on the road, get on the go, get on the road, get back in these arms of mine.